All right, this is Brent Leary, and with me right now is lead analyst and founder of Opus Research, Dan Miller. Dan, thank you for joining me today. Sure. It's great to talk with you. So tell us a little bit about this report that you put out a couple of months ago. Um, so it, it's our second look at what's going on in what we call enterprise intelligent assistance. And everybody's got their own term for what a bot is. Um, but uh, we, we were calling it intelligent assistance or intelligent virtual assistance. And um, it's the combination of uh, technologies that fall into two domains. One, or I'll just call the smart UI or conversational front end um, that can do, uh, understand, lets people input information, questions, uh, whatever, through text, um, through speaking, which then gets transcribed to text. Um, we're seeing uh, emotion detection in that category, and we're seeing uh, biometric uh, coming into that as well. Because if, if you have strong confidence that an individual that's talking is whom he or she claims to be, you can then make a, a more individualized or personalized experience. So that's what goes on in the front end. There, there's um, a back end, which is often associated with uh, contact centers or um, uh, e-commerce websites and, and that sort of thing, uh, where the big differentiator is um, that people are allowed, uh, it's natural language understanding. So people can uh, use their own words to accomplish things <laughs> in sort of a self-service mode. And, um, you know, we observed two years ago that, that what was really interesting here and what makes um, what we're doing now so timely and sort of answers of why is this all happening now um, is, is around that, um, uh, that ability uh, to just let people talk to stuff or type stuff in their own words and accomplish what uh, they're trying to get done. And net-net, it's made self-service less of a dirty word. You know, we used to think of self-service as, um, you know, people, uh, you know, reaching an autumn, or, or companies basically just trying to save costs by automating as much of the interactions they have with customers through their um, support resources. And now we're finding a growing number of people really want to self-serve. It's, it's more like a, 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 you know, like an electronic game now and more of the games become lifelike and hence here, here we are, <laughs> you know, you, you dial in, you use your own words and you, and you take command with them. So that, that, that's why it's so interesting right now. You talk about two broad technological domains that kind of encompass this whole area, conversational technologies and intelligent assistance technologies. Can you talk a bit about what each of those are and how they come together to, to kind of drive what's happening yeah. today? Yeah. And, you know, I, I spoke a bunch about the, um, the conversational front end, or what I call a smart UI. So let, let's move to the, the, uh, I, the intelligent assistant technologies. Um, and, uh, our, you know, I, I just know that people need to map these terms into what um, the, the, the words that they use. And this is really, uh, we see it covered in a lot of magazines as artificial intelligence in the company, meaning that um, there's 
you know, in addition to this natural language understanding, which lets you use your own words, there's um, knowledge management, which is the organization of all that big data <laughs> that, that we read about all the time. There, there's intelligent search that takes place. Um, there's, the, there's analytics or the, the tagging of or categorization of all that information that, that companies have. And, you know, so it's real relevant for, for large enterprise uh, uh, who, who have made, you know, investment uh, in, in CRM with voluminous records about their customers um, where into, um, well, I, I said knowledge management, and that's, that's sort of an all-encompassing term, but for, for the sort of data management stuff that where, in, where your market where is, where your product descriptions, where training materials, where marketing and advertising are, that's all machine readable now. And in this, uh, you know, in this dream world of artificial intelligence, um, the ability to uh, find the right answer and, and, you know, establish a truth to provide to customers can be done largely in automated fashion. And whereas that used to support how an agent would answer a question in the contact center, you know, feeds uh, screen pops and stuff like that, or how a, um, a speech enabled IVR would provide correct answers over the phone in an automated environment. Um, that's all the resources that, that we call um, AI uh, in the enterprise. So, um, the the answer, you know, it's sort of like Dorothy and Oz, right? It's like we're we're largely already there. We've made investments that um, are very close to moving to real time responses to our customers um, through you know these automated needs. One thing that is obvious when reading the report, uh, and there's a lot of great things in this report, but the investments being uh, spent and the forecast you guys put together. Um, it really looked like it, it started almost from next to nothing, generally speaking, in 2015 to now uh, you're projecting about $5 billion, a little over four and a half, five billion, and spending on enterprise intelligent assistance by 2021. Right. So, you know, four or five years from now, and, and what's in that investment, um, you know, does encompass a lot of those technologies that we, that we, uh, that I just talked about, <laughs> you know, the knowledge management, the natural language understanding. Um, we see that there, you know, there's 20 or so pure plays with uh, intelligent assistant uh, platforms. And um, there, uh, you know, some are household names, so, you know, IBM would be there with Watson, um, uh, Nuance, you know, going out with, with uh, Nina. I don't want to offend anybody by trying to rattle these off and then, and then forgetting one or two. But, um, you know, there, there are um, there, some, some of what goes into our forecast is investment in um, the existing resources for providing good answers to people contacting a company. And then some of it is packaged, uh, you know, by firms with, um, with the, the platforms uh, for developing virtual agents. And, um, and that, you know, that becomes a very interesting way of looking at the world that, that, you know, if you're in customer care, how do I hire one of these virtual intelligent assistants? And, and um, 
you know, that that's why we issued the report to sort of list the, the 28 or so companies and give the criteria for, you know, having a look at them. So there's obvious, there's a lot of movement uh, on the enterprise looking at these technologies, looking at how they can integrate these into a, a morally, more fully formed, modern customer experience, customer engagement strategy. But how do the what what's going on on the enterprise side when it comes to intelligent assistance and conversational technology, how does that compare and contrast with what the more larger general audience of consumers is seeing when it comes to mm -hmm. how they're using it on uh, Alexa or on Siri and things of that nature? Right, and, and we have a term for those um, unbranded, sort of free-floating, intelligent assistance that could be on your smartphone, could be in your television, we've heard it could be in your microwave and all that sort of stuff. And we call them metabots. And, and um, there's two ways to look at this. One is, you know, as a consumer, you're going to encounter more devices that have uh, uh, microphones uh, and other sensors that uh, can, can respond to you and, and, and in some cases anticipate what you're asking for. Like, you know, you'll notice that like Google Assistant has access to your, your calendar, uh, probably reads your email if you're using Gmail, no, knows a lot about what your intent is um, and, and can support that. Um, so the, these, these free, free floating metabots um, are sort of the, the sources of you know, the, the first point of contact for reaching the companies that you want, you indeed want to do business with. So that's the consumer perspective. Now, for companies that invest in, you know, their brand, <laughs> in their own marketing efforts, in, in, you know, sort of ways to reach these customers, um, in, in the world of intelligent assistance, um, they need to regard uh, each of these emerging um, metabots as you know, basically as a channel and try to minimize the amount of sort of customization or, or um, what, what I call is exposure to, to stranded investment that, that comes if, if there's a lot of effort that has to be made to, you know, conform to, um, you know, Alexa's API or, you know, uh, to make a, a, a Google skill, a skill for Google Assistant and, and that sort of stuff. Um, so uh, it's my long-winded way of saying, you know, w whether you're a large company or a small business trying to figure out, you know, how to reach people through um, these, you know, general purpose metabots, um, you just, you know, it. I feel like we're reliving the world of, um, mobile apps all over again or making a decision about how you end up um uh you know driving traffic to your business um it, you know in a world where there's so many alternatives so you just sort of regard these metabots as hey it's just one more channel one more digital channel um that that i should exploit in order to you know drive drive the uh, <laughs> feet to the office, you know, foot to the, to my store or, you know, do business online and that sort of stuff. It's funny because I had a conversation, this had to be a, probably close to two years ago with um, Dennis Mortensen over at X.AI, 
you mm-hmm. know, the Amy um, calendar scheduling um, assistant. And I asked him, do you feel that once the big guys get on board, uh, you know, the, the Alexas, the Cortanas, the series, is that going to, is that going to cut you out? You guys that do one thing and do one thing good. And he said, no, what I think is going to happen is um, those kind of megabots or mega AIs, as he kind of referred to it, they would actually kind of be the ones who would orchestrate the usage of the various bots and assistants that one person will have. And, and so instead of taking over everything, they'll be the kind of the conductor and, and be able to help an individual leverage bots in a more structured way. Do you, do you see that as something that could possibly happen? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we, we did our first um, intelligent assistant conference, I feel like three years ago, and, and that was the one of the, you know, have your bot call my bot was, was sort <laughs> of a, a funny line at the time. But, but um, you know, if you look at what's going on with Alexa, for instance, right now, I can say, Alexa, ask Capital One what my balance is. <laughs> and, and, you know, so I say, gee, all, these, all of my friends from the automated speech business are experts in dialogue design. And now we're trying to figure out how you deal with a trialogue, <laughs> you know, because there's a person, his or her bot, and then the business you want to talk to. And, and what we have right now is kind of an, uh, an unsteady state, meaning... Um, I can do it. <laughs> I can have Alexa talk to Capital One and I, or, you know, I, I invoke these skills. And, and one of the first things you'll see Amazon's um, uh, development folks doing is getting rid of that step. You know, so, so um, the neat thing about these intelligent assistants is that they're learning. <laughs> so, well, that was one of the things in the AI technology that I forgot to mention, but machine learning is a big part of that. But, but learning in general is as well. So, you know, we, we keep worrying about the bots replacing people or they're going to be our mechanized overlords. But the way they learn, we teach them. <laughs> and, and if we can't teach them to be better at serving what we want to do, then, you know, that, shame on us. <laughs> so that, that's one of the messages I'm, I'm bringing to speech tech and we'll be bringing to, we're, we're doing a conference in London, May 4th and 5th, our intel, our, it's our fourth intelligent assistant conference, and um, it's yeah. It's there's there's a lot going on. Um, there's a lot of room for improvement, but there's no question, and that's what the trajectory of our adoption curve was all about. There's no question that these things are here to stay, and we're taking we're you know we will use them to take command of of the machine world. So <laughs> it's that's that's my hopeful view. <laughs> Well, Dan, this has been really uh, great. And where can people learn more about what you are doing in this area, your research, and keeping up with the bots? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I have a Twitter handle. It's it's at DNM54. I, I, I got on Twitter before I knew that it was a branding exercise, but <laughs> shame on me there. Um, and then uh, our website is opusresearch.net. Opus Research, all one word, and then .net. And um, yeah, we we have regular postings there. There's information about our conferences, our reports, and and our services. So really appreciate this opportunity to talk about all that with you, Brent. 